been hyping up a guest for the last two weeks and now she's here okay. this is queer halftime my name is becca i use she they i'm stephanie baremski and i use she they as well and i am Paige, and i use they, I them. Use she, they sorry <laughs> i was talking i was gonna say i was like wait i didn't realize <laughs> she, her. she her okay yeah. stephanie is she her yeah sorry i just do we want to just like no no okay. i like it okay <laughs> it's like stage fright it is yeah you just do it my, you just want to be like us it's okay. i'm just yeah my, i'm just like following all your steps my very first day they were like hey Paige, do a podcast and i was like okay and then the sound it, it worked out well though because the one that Paige was really nervous for um we didn't record like, any sound terrified so. and yeah the mic wasn't actually on oh <laughs> that's really we sat here for like yeah. an hour and i was like sweating so much i was like i'm so anxious i'm so nervous i've never been in like front of a computer in this capacity yeah um yeah. and then didn't have any audio so i was like cool so i do this all again now <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah we'll try again tomorrow <laughs> yeah. yeah so we've so we've had a couple episodes that we've talked about allyship but we've never had an ally on so like today you get to be the token oh Oh, <laughs> we're so excited Stephanie, so like we're always really impressed with her allyship so I kind of want to get it from your perspective like how kind of would you describe allyship describe allyship yeah well first of all like it is such an honor to be referred to as an ally because that's something that uh I've learned you don't call yourself that's probably the red flag you know <laughs> yeah. that someone comes in and states that they're they're an ally and I've certainly worked with people that have wanted uh to be called that and have wanted um like a business card with it on there it's a other story for another time but uh, <laughs> but uh, so yeah to to be referred to as one uh is like a, it's it's a huge uh sorry sorry that's okay <laughs> um, Mike picks up the weirdest thing um it's just yeah it's such an honor so so I would say like the, the first thing that I've learned is really not like centering yourself mm -hmm. um in allyship so um doing like a lot more listening than talking um and also making sure that the right people are involved when you're having certain conversations mm -hmm. if, if it doesn't uh if it's not something that you can speak to uh based on your own experience having that lived experience involved is really important mm -hmm. um yeah so so being an ally is uh it's not about you. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I gave a talk at a church recently and one quote that I found that I included in my talk that I really liked was that ally is a noun, not a verb. Love that. Yeah. Word. So I think that, did I mess that is up? It a verb? Yes. Because it's action. Oh, because it, right. Action. Oh. It's a verb. Allyship is a verb, not a noun. There we go. <laughs> okay. I have not had enough coffee that's, this morning. That's okay. That's that totally okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And I also think, um, you can remembering that you can still make a lot of mistakes with it mm -hmm. uh and it's like it's a it's an evolving process you don't arrive at allyship it's as much as it's a verb it's also um it's an ongoing action yeah and it's constantly evolving yeah you know it's there's always going to be something that comes up that might change how you approach absolutely an and like it's in my opinion as a queer community member it's something that you kind of just have to like roll with the punches for oh, yeah. and just like go with it yes and if you make a mistake owning it and reflecting on it and bouncing back because that can be hard on an ego yeah yes. bouncing back and moving on mm -hmm. I think yeah. is like huge like acknowledge it correct it and then just move the fuck on yeah not just getting, <laughs> like but not getting immediately defensive and shutting down yes but instead like taking correction with like openness and grace yes. and like taking ownership yeah absolutely um, 
like I remember when I first started working here and we were like going to the library to like do something Kelsey was like oh my god you're gonna meet Stephanie like I'm so excited <laughs> I remember when I met Stephanie the first time and Kelsey like hyped it up and so I, was like, I was like I'm so excited to I was like person. <laughs> my head is gonna just be so big I'm like okay I get it. well because what I like is one really distinct thing about allyship is also just like backing people up like using your privilege to back people up yeah, right totally. so like we are on a committee together that's like kind of the focus is naturally falls into like kind of cis women mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um and if I push back Stephanie's always like yeah hell yeah like <laughs> make it more inclusive totally. yeah well and um I had a thought on the tip of my tongue and it's just that's okay disappeared out of my brain um I will come back to that (laughs) was there like any like specific things or like series of things where you're like that kind of like have you always been like just super open-minded and god no no actually like no most of us have not been not at all not at all um precipitated that like yeah no it's a super question um so yeah definitely like I've lived uh, and continue to like a really privileged life as like a cis um het woman and white woman and uh um but I think something that well I mean COVID didn't give us really anything great but in my mm-hmm. line of work it gave me a lot of opportunity for professional development mm-hmm. and uh I really uh ran with that it felt like a really uh productive thing to do um I work in public service uh where if we don't really have people to help we don't really have work. So I yeah. just using that time to just, uh, yeah, hone my skills and, and work, work better with people and support my team. So, um, one of the things, uh, that I delved into was I took a course with our current mayor in Edmonton, uh, Amarjeet Sohi. Mm-hmm. This was before he was mayor and he taught a course on, um, it was a McEwen distance learning course on, um, compassionate and anti-racist leadership. Oh, it was magic. It yeah. It was like a really good course. It was so good. It's still being taught. It's not being taught by him he's like a little busy oh. right now yeah but, right. Uh, but it was phenomenal especially because it brought together a lot of really different people too like the mm-hmm. superintendent of like the public schools in Edmonton was in it and stuff like it just had like like movers and shakers and right. so it was interesting yeah. to hear their experiences primarily like white audience um but uh learned a lot through that and I would say like the two biggest things I learned were like you are in a position of power so mm-hmm. use it mm-hmm. totally. for good like yeah. a superpower right like you yeah, super good okay. and also um well this yeah this was an anti-racist course but it was really any kind of injustice and it was like you just have to be there has to be action always towards making things mm. better and so I think totally. yeah so it was really in that moment that I was like you uh have so much work to do and you have so much power and you can leverage those things mm. so do it Use um it. Mm-hmm however you see fit exactly. for good yep, exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah um and I think unfortunately spending a lot of time on social media like I mean as much as it's that'll so, do it though it's so like, toxic but yeah. just following like certain accounts and just just really trying to understand like what people's experiences are and what mm-hmm. what they're going through and the things that they have to advocate for and seeing like how easy it is for me to say like oh no like I'll I'll help mm-hmm. like I'll it's more than putting up a flag or a sticker of a flag or, or something, but, um, you know, having that backing behind it to talk about it. Like I remember, um, 
I just moved into an old house in the summer and I was telling my aunt that I wanted to get like a big flag, like one of those big, big ones and, yeah. uh, and just like have it on, on the house and uh, a big pride flag. And she was like, well, why would you do that? You're not gay. And I was like, that's not even what this is about. <laughs> and so I tried to explain to her that like, but that I am in the perfect position to advocate and, and just be a support and a lift to mm-hmm. people. And yeah. like for some people that might not feel like they could put a flag up. We were actually just talking talking about about this this morning. Um, Kelsey, who is occasionally on the podcast, um, has a terrible cis white neighbor. um, And it would actually be likely physically harmful for Kelsey and their partner to have a pride pride flag displayed um, in their community. It's not safe. It's so freaking sad. Um, And so to have those allies that are able and willing to do that to kind of like have that stand Mm -hmm. um the point that i was going to make earlier that kind of ties into this is one big thing about allyship is it's something that you can walk away from yes um as a queer person like you can't walk away from being queer or gay or whatever take it off at the end of the day yeah exactly it it's something that you as an ally have a privilege of being able to just walk away from so i think it's really important as well when being an ally to to acknowledge that Mm -hmm. um and to kind of put it into your allyship practices totally yeah it's yeah yeah you don't speak for that community because you aren't that community yeah exactly and like I whenever I see people with like flags outside their house like if I'm just like walking my dog like I mean those are my favorite people on the street first of all but also like if some shit went down like those would be the houses i would probably yeah. approach the block block parent. Parent. it's the new, it's block, the new block, block parent, parent. it's the new parent right yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. yeah yes yeah i love that yeah yeah I, yeah well and even we like should bring back block parents we no just like <laughs> <laughs> like not like the like i hate the like homeowners association like crime watch people mm-hmm. but like block parent was a good idea. i would feel good about it yeah 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 but then it made me weary of like okay, if you don't have a block parent sign, like, are you bad? You know, like it was just, it created too much <laughs> that's like fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. difference. Yeah. 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 Or well, even people that have, have like, like a criminal check. To do that. I mean, you needed something special yeah, like, to put that on your window. Yeah, you had to do like an actual, like yeah. vulnerable sector check or something. And yeah. then like, like a lot of paperwork, the cops would like give you a sticker. Right. Yeah. And for anybody who's like, what the hell is a block parent? It was like, when we were little, like if you got lost or like you know you were home alone and something, and, and something happened right like you would go to the block parents house like this is a safe person who will help you yeah mm-hmm. right and yeah it was before like we had cell phones and stuff like that Internet. and like when parents were more willing to just leave for a little bit can we go off topic for like just a second absolutely yeah we always go off topic because it's talking about like kids and not having cell phones I've been laughing a lot about uh something that's been coming up online where it's this realization like do you remember when you had to call your parents uh, at work and they didn't have a cell phone so you had to like bother the co-workers a lot I still like really remember my mother's work a hundred percent it was like on speed it is one of the only phone numbers I know by heart yeah and she has not worked there and so I've not had to call it yeah but like uh, you just think about like how easy it is now uh, you know to access people but before there was such a there was like gatekeeping to get in touch yeah. with your like so many steps whoever was through. like looking after you yeah and uh, there was this really funny video and it was like uh recounting like these two brothers uh you know calling their mom about like um somebody ate too many granola bars oh my god I saw that video yeah <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, and it was it was just, yeah, I don't want to go into, I try to explain it, but it was just like, it was just ridiculous, kids are ridiculous, and these poor coworkers that have to be like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, we get, like, my mom's secretary was like, hi, is Sandra there? And she's like, because 
you know, what child is tripping, sweetie. But they're not saying that the third time you've called within the hour. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. We we didn't really do that too much though, because if anything, Jacob and I would try to hide shit from our mom. Okay. Yeah. So you were like, we're Fair. fine. Don't we're like, it's fine. Going off that, there's this other video of like these three siblings. And it's like when you're home alone and somebody rings the doorbell. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was like, I had like vivid flashbacks of like, because like, um, I don't know how old you are, but I remember like Stranger Danger was huge. Huge. Yep. When huge. I was like, every single stranger was a predator, uh-huh. 100% uh-huh. guaranteed. Yeah. Like they wanted to steal you. <laughs> yeah or lure you with like puppies and yes stuff. yeah yes and like so when somebody would come to the door and if it was just my brother and I we would be like duck like, <laughs> I do that still no I mean, <laughs> to be fair it's just me being antisocial now no, I don't no. think they're gonna stay. there was like a but like there was a video okay I will stop talking about like no, IG no, no, reels it. like, <laughs> it's way too part of my life but like it was a response to like different generations how they respond to the doorbell oh. and so like he's what's the oldest like Jen uh no boomers so they're still traditionalists or like the interwar generation okay. still that are like 80s oh okay and not... then there's boomers that okay. are like so yeah. it was boomers yeah um as soon as the doorbell like oh like who is that and the like right city. right away like yeah like oh i wasn't expecting anyone yeah and then okay so then the second one uh gen x's yeah um okay what did they do oh they looked at like their cameras it was like oh who is it and like they yeah. had they had cameras for everything and then the millennials uh they hid yeah yeah and yeah. then uh the, what's the what's the other one the youngest one they just ignored it entirely they're just like <laughs> no nope. literally nope. if somebody knocks on my door i freeze yeah like i'm a deer in headlights yeah. and in my mind i'm like who the fuck would dare yeah 100 <laughs> percent. like i said the audacity that happened on the weekend and i told stanley because he can open the door now that's my son he's three and it was like um and I was like, no, don't go to the door. No, get down. And it was like his grandpa. <laughs> minute, like hiding from his grandpa. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess we can open the door. Yes, yeah. this is well, okay. Like I have, so like I have a glass front door, but there's like a privacy kind of thing. So you mm-hmm. can see clearly, so you can see like a shape right and so i'll like just freeze thinking that they're like the t-rexes in jurassic park of like if i don't move <laughs> they can't see me totally and then they'll leave totally actually that's kelsey made me a sign so that it says like no soliciting because it's just been getting like it's too much oh yeah yeah oh my goodness oh, it's yeah. great my doorbell doesn't actually work <laughs> um, which helps immensely yeah but at the same time knock? somebody knocking course. is so oh, jarring Especially because, yeah. like, my front door is, like, my couch is, like, right next to it. So I'll be, like, sitting on the couch. And they'll be, like, ah. <laughs> There will literally be times, not even, like, when I'm home alone or whatever and, like, somebody knocks on the door. When I set my, like, phone to have the notification sound on and then forget about it and, like, a ping goes off and I get it. I'm, like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like, very much an invasion. lose it. Yeah. It terrifies. And I'm, like, I specifically turned the sound on so i yep. wouldn't miss this message and now i'm losing my mind over yep. the sound that just went we yep. have talked multiple <laughs> times on this show about my desire to be the mountain witch that's just a hermit. i'm listening to that yeah, yeah that's just a hermit and that no one ever talks to and i don't have to talk to anyone and i'm like this you is can the bring dream. the puppet goat heads this is the dream no no <laughs> I mean, one of those. the puppet goats will not be coming with me no, no then protect you maybe i'll hang them like blair witch style from then no one will come and visit you ever <laughs> I mean, it would probably further my whole mountain witch it persona. Would, it would honestly. be good, right? Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> love that for you. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, I love tangents. We do them a lot. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Allyship. Right. <laughs> allyship. I don't know. So like, I don't know. Do you have advice for people who would like want to be allies and are like, what do I do? Yeah. Do I so much? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think a lot of people do want to do the right thing. Um, yeah. And I think it's, it's really easy to, to get like misdirected. Um, And then back to that point about like taking feedback, it, you know, if someone's giving you feedback, it's actually such a gift. They trust you enough. Yeah. They value you enough to give that to you. If you weren't worth their time, they wouldn't put in that energy. So, so like as much as it's so painful to feed, to feel that feedback, especially when you think you're doing something mm-hmm. good, um, you know, take, take a bit of time to try to figure out how you can, um, just really like make a most of that feedback and use it to forward yourself. I think, Absolutely. um, yeah. And then just, just thinking of yourself as a lift and not, not getting in front of things, but looking mm. at, you know, um, if you wanted to organize something like, uh, you know, for pride or, or whatever, like what's already, what's already in the community, what's already happening. How can you take part? Totally. Um, and you don't have to, I don't know people think like, well, I hear this from like, you know, older generations. Well, like I'm not, you know, I'm not gay. I'm not going to, how, why would I help with that? But like, why not? You know, yeah. like you're actually in a perfect position totally. to help because that isn't, you, you have that privilege, you have that privilege. You can turn it off. So, exactly. you know, spend a few hours and, you know, do, do something that supports that community so yeah. that to take the burden off of, yeah. of them. We were talking about, you know, volunteering for certain pride things. And it's like, sometimes you'd like to enjoy those things and not just work them. Yeah. So the straight people should work them. <laughs> And exactly. it would all be good, right? Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, I think, I think, um, you know, I, I think social media is actually a great tool for it. You know, following, yeah. following certain accounts that, uh, you know, center people's experiences and, um, you know, talk about ways to go beyond, uh, you know, sharing an, an image or something and really making sure there's action behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes there's also tools for how to talk about it. There's lots, um, we we recently did hold like a an anti-racism but also uh you know um um you know anti well just like a pro everything course I yeah. guess I don't know yeah. it was it was uh um talking about how you can make things awkward you know that's actually yeah someone in Edmonton has a has an organization called that but how you can um it's really important you do have a role in small conversations to make it uncomfortable because that's where uh like the injustice you know it manifests right so totally. it can be really really hard with family and and friends to right so my favorite way to respond well, to shitty jokes is like why was that funny or something yeah no yeah. just play completely dumb yeah absolutely. Um, like if somebody makes like a sexist or racist or whatever joke yeah. I'll just be like I don't get it and they're like well you know and it's like no 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 I explain don't. it to I yeah. don't understand I yeah. need you to explain yeah, yeah. and, and then, then yeah. the immediacy of how uncomfortable they get exactly yeah and then they're like oh yeah um <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah it's uh I think little things like that are actually really big things. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Well, cause it's just the everyday kind of reinforcement of like what is and isn't like acceptable, mm-hmm. but also kind of going off your thing about people giving feedback as like a compliment. It also means if I'm giving someone feedback about treating me better, it means I want to continue a relationship. Yeah. With them. And if there's means... someone that I'm like about to cut out of my life, I'm like, it's waste fine. Your time. Like Seriously, whatever. Yeah. To have a member of the queer community to, correct you or to maybe like offer you some guidance on something that you're not doing the way that like 
they would like you to do Mm -hmm. to be able to actually receive that advice and that guidance from somebody in the community is huge because like unless you were comfortable with that person and wanted to remain involved with them and wanted to like like you said Becca to continue that relationship Mm -hmm. like it's there's a lot of times where like I'll get misgendered and I'm like it's the grocery store I'm not going to correct you you know but like in my personal life when people are like oh can I call you this or can I call you that and it's like actually I'm not comfortable with that can you do this instead yeah um and it's just like having those open lines of communication with the people that you want in your life yeah Mm -hmm. and the people who are willing to provide it yeah 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 so it's it's kind of like a two-way street um being receptive to what is being told to you yeah um Mm -hmm. but also feel good that you are a person in that person's life that they can go to and they can trust because it's a lot of work on your end to Mm -hmm. continue to say actually this is how I want you to speak about me or these are you know my my pronouns and stuff like that like that's labor on your end so you're Mm -hmm. putting in the work exactly to help them and so they can put in the work to help you because it's uncomfortable well to say those things it actually it this conversation which I think I've brought up this on the podcast before um but it's like the thing that is ringing most true in my head right now was last Christmas um which was the first time that I saw uh my grandpa um after coming out as a non-binary individual um and so he walks into our house I am living at home right now because I'm a recent graduate um he walks into our house and my mom told me she was like I texted him like a million times making sure he understands your pronouns this that and the next thing and I was like god bless you you're great thank you so much and he gets there and he walks in the door and he's like oh hey and then he like grabs the edge of his eyes to squint his eyes out and he goes oh I see two of you I can call you them now and I was like okay. not how it works I was like regardless of how many of you me you see I'm still a them and then he goes okay well I'll just call you it then and at that point I was like you know what I gave him that opportunity I gave him that chance to correct himself I gave him all of the outs that he could possibly have and he still went and fucked it up it its pronouns are completely like to each their own obviously um but they're not pronouns that I personally use Mm -hmm. and so I was quite offended by that and I remember just going downstairs to my basement and calling my brother who lives in Montreal just absolutely sobbing I was like grandpa did this and I'm so upset and it's so fucked up and he was like yeah dude that's fucked up I'm sorry that happened to you um and luckily this Christmas it was a little bit better I still got a Christmas card addressed to granddaughter but you know like he didn't call me it this year <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, yeah a little bar yeah a little but bit like, progress it's it's like to just receive what people are telling you please <laughs> like well, why is it that hard exactly like, yeah if it really puts that much of a struggle in your life like that person just isn't gonna want to be in your life anymore yeah. it's a really good example of like the emotional labors like you kind of touched yeah. on it before and like you can't rely on your marginalized friends to educate you on everything because yeah. it's exhausting it is um, yeah so like you've mentioned like following social media accounts like that's another way like I've educated myself with like issues of you know race is just being like a silent observer kind of and like not being like in their comments like hey explain all this stuff yeah yeah that you just google like yeah but like yeah some other things you would suggest that aren't you know relying on your gay friend or 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah, beyond social media. So I would say, um, you know, there's the, the grassroots community movements, like, uh, mm -hmm. finding out how you can, uh, so, so I guess I could speak, like I work at the library mm -hmm. and I'm really pr privileged to, to work at the library mm -hmm. and, um, <clears throat> have a position where, um, it, it's a value for me to reach out to different groups and find out how, um, the library is like supporting their goals or not. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're fortunate in St. Albert, for example, we have the African and Descendants Friendship Club mm -hmm. and so um, we have are collaborating with them quite a bit uh, for Black History Month next nice. month and um, you know it's really about um, what how can we how can we help and so um, you know just figuring out what's already being done and going to those those groups in in whatever way it might not be like physically showing up it might be sending an email or or something like uh, you know, arriving to one of their events and just finding out how you can take part and uh, how they're experiencing the world. Um, so, so going, yeah, you just because you don't feel like, you know, someone within that group, like being brave enough to say like, you know, Hey, I'm gonna, you know, people are, uh, you know, people are people. And so mm -hmm. can you just like be a good person and, and reach out and, and get to know your neighbor, I guess. So, so, mm -hmm. you know, if, if you, uh, just to try to translate this to, um, you know, back to the block parent thing, <laughs> like, I don't know, I'm really big on knowing who I live around. Like, yeah. I don't need to be best friends with everybody, but like, I really do want to know, like, you know, who's around, who lives on my street what and kind of people are in yeah, the community. Totally. So like um there there's a lot of Asian people like on my block and and, and actually just like in the community. And so I know like Lunar New Year is being celebrated right now. Mm -hmm. And um you know, really trying to understand like how that's different. And, you know, it's not Chinese New Year and, you know, Vietnamese people celebrate and lots of different people mm -hmm. celebrate. And yeah. uh, so there's a, a house like two doors down that had these beautiful red lanterns lit up for the last little oh, while. Nice. And I do have the phone number of, of that neighbor and just reaching out and being like, like, you know, happy Lunar New Year and just like acknowledging that it's mm -hmm. something like really important. Um, so I think that's another way to just like, you're living your life, you know, you're celebrating I mean, Christmas, Easter, like all those Christian holidays you yeah. know as like I think many many of us do but mm -hmm. thinking outside of like well what other like what's going on like what are Muslim people celebrating right now you know do you know someone that might be celebrating something like especially when it comes to like the the fasting and stuff understanding mm -hmm. that experience um yeah just helps um uh yeah, hum like, humanize those things I yeah. guess and also especially if you work with people and just understanding like what are their experiences like like what's exciting going on in their world like I think mm -hmm, just totally. things like that are just take you outside of yourself and I think um are, are yeah. and just being like open to stuff like I remember um I was like working with um some Muslim co-workers and they were like celebrating they were in the midst of Ramadan right and so I had set a meeting and they were like, Hey, like, do you think we can move this to earlier in the yeah. day? Right. Cause like by that time, you You're know, toast. like I'm yeah. exhausted because yeah. I've been eating all day. Yeah. Right. I was like, Oh, like, I hadn't even thought of that. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. Do only morning meetings for the next, you know, month. Yeah. Um, but it's just like very little things and just like being curious. Totally. Um, but I always really like, like kind of, you said, just reaching out and like elevating without taking away. Yeah. So like, I know Black History Month is coming up next month and there's going to be like a lot of like panels and like stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I always try to make sure like to differentiate if it's like an allies welcome kind of thing or yeah. if this is like a community member yes. talking about their experience in a safe place kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, totally. very true. Right. So especially with like um, events where space might be limited. I always try to just make sure like, hey, is this something where, you know, 
allies are welcome or like do you have lots of room such a good point right and so just making sure that that is the right space for you to be in yeah yeah absolutely because like even here we have some groups that like we would prefer more for the community and then other groups where it's like hell yeah all the allies come on in like let's talk exactly right and so just kind of understanding the yeah the difference yeah when when is good and when's not that's exactly. such a, and, and the way what? to do that is just to ask like yeah. just to be straight up like what like can I participate in this or what what do you need from me in this mm-hmm. in this setting and it might be like actually we're good uh we'll see what this next one or um mm-hmm. actually yeah we could really use you here at this one and yeah. uh you know being being curious and being open and that's such like a wonderful anecdote about your your colleagues um mm-hmm. you know doing things like that I think makes it more likely that people are going to come to you and ask mm-hmm. for what they need um I'm fortunate to be a manager of a beautiful team and uh that's that's something I really want and I feel like it's something I'm always it's an ongoing effort to make sure that um being approachable is one thing but like it's not it goes beyond just like my door's always open right like (laughs) right you'll actually be listened to and like yeah will take action and take interest and stuff and so yeah Yeah. it's um it's uh when people can open up to you and tell you what they need like that's that's huge right Mm -hmm. but before you're there you're doing all those things that we mentioned to to make sure that you know you're creating that uh, space of like openness and and uh, like a safe mm-hmm. like it's about safety really absolutely for sure yeah absolutely yeah and like it's not about being the perfect ally because you never will be like none of us even to the queer community I make mistakes yeah right like absolutely make everybody makes yeah. mistakes yeah. right it's not about being perfect or never offending anybody it's more yeah that like openness and interest and support and like well and it ties back yeah. to what you were saying about taking it with grace yeah you know like acknowledge it correct it move on yeah yeah just like I that's something that like I don't know I can't stress that enough yeah personally totally um totally but yeah 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 I realized we haven't even touched on the whole gender neutral parenting thing oh no I I do want to talk about it because we record three podcast episodes no oh my gosh um so ahead I wouldn't know what to do with myself um but so you had mentioned your little child Stanley and like I remember seeing him at the holiday party and him putting on like pink mittens and I was like oh interesting like because I know a lot of parents that would be a like a non-starter right um and then Kelsey was talking about like you kind of trying to parent him in more of a gender neutral way I was wondering if you oh yeah like I've only been doing this for like three years like he's only three so like (laughs) you know we're still in early days but yeah I mean I so I would say like, okay, so it started from like not wanting to know the gender of the baby. Okay. I, I, there's a lot of feelings about like gender reveals and stuff. Oh, oh we've goodness. talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, there's, I just think they're hugely problematic. So the first yeah. thing that like came to my mind, you know, uh, when I was, uh, you know, pretty sure that that's something I didn't want to do. And I didn't want to know the sex of the baby. Like, um, I wanted that like ultimate surprise. Right. Yeah. But oh, I really. also knew that I'm, I, I really wanted a girl and I knew that just because I like, I like, I don't know. I know girls like, yeah. you know, I grew up with a sister. Like I just, that's what I wanted. And I knew I, I like, I knew I, I was leaning that way. And I knew if I found out early, I'd be feeling disappointed. And I thought that was awful. You know, like it's something that like you can't control and then you're already bummed out. And I yeah. just thought like, why? Right. So uh, I knew it was just like one of that ultimate surprise. And then I also thought, uh, to do a gender reveal could you imagine if like 
later on in this child's life, they're identifying as something other than in that gender reveal. And you have like all these pictures and videos and like, is it social media and memories? And like, how do you, even if you're like the most like welcoming and accepting family, I still think that it could be so much hurt from that Mm -hmm. because you're seeing like all of this, like, yeah, like you're this. And then it's like, you're going to, is the child going to feel some level of like, they're disappointing you? Like why Mm -hmm. hype up a like why hype that up so much like yeah. it's just I the don't... news where like the dad finds out it's a boy and he like flips a table in excitement I'm like yeah okay calm down uh, do, does your child want to see that video exactly how does well, that make them feel well that actually reminds me of something my little brother is transgender um and a couple of weeks ago he made a post on social media of like a bunch of pictures from when he was a kid and like was identifying as not a man mm-hmm. um and his comment on this post was basically just like how did nobody realize I was trans? Like, look at me. <laughs> and it's just like, it's so true. But I mean, we're also lucky because like our generation didn't do gender reveals. It's more That's a thing of like very true. recent years. Very yeah. true. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just kind of related I to mean, what you were saying. I was like, the social good, media thing. Good like, excuse to start a forest fire. Exactly. Big time. Oh, like how many disasters have happened because oh of the yeah. environment. But yeah, yeah, so I think uh, like going into it, I, well, uh, I had a lot of hand-me-downs. So um, when we brought Stanley home, um, Stanley's a boy, uh, as you know, so far. And uh, and so I just like, I had a lot of pink and I had a lot of like girl clothes and there was like lots of stuff that I kept, but like, I really couldn't have all that stuff in the drawers. So I, you mm-hmm. know, moved some things around and and really what seemed to make more sense is just to have the gender neutral stuff, which I guess was, you know, it was yellow, it was green but over time I just really started to find that like I just preferred the clothes you know that most of the websites are still like um these are girls these are boys yeah. like some sites are doing better and there's some like companies that are dedicated to gender yeah. neutral clothing but like not um a not a lot and then buy and then buying secondhand love to buy secondhand and there's more girl clothes than boys so there's just more variety there and yeah. I I love pink I love purple those are like my colors and uh I just uh when your child is still really young like you can dress them however you want so I really yeah, like yeah. take full advantage of that and or, then, however or however they want and yeah. that's what I started to learn is like we have you know every color of the rainbow in the drawer what would you like to wear and um doesn't want to wear black Stanley's really not into black which is unfortunate because I got this great Whitney Houston shirt I love putting him in like artists that I know he has no clue about Amazing. but it was this great Whitney Houston shirt and uh with black and he never ever wanted to wear it so um I do think that he tends to pick brighter colors nice and uh so just nice to have that variety um I also think just like getting dressed in general is such an expression of like who you are mm-hmm. and and how you're going to feel about your day so wanting to give him like lots of choices uh, about that and then I think also uh I because he's still so young I want to bring toys in the house that I think are fun yeah, um and personally like I don't really like I don't really like trucks I don't really like like loud things I don't like anyway we have some of those things but we tend to have more of like the imaginative play stuff like cooking cleaning Mm. dress up um and we have like a bunch of dresses because that's so fun right yeah and and so we tend to just we still have just a lot of stuff that I like and uh my husband's really supportive which is great too I think um you know sometimes there's there's some concern but he's getting like a lot better and we're just rolling with it so um yeah so I think like the decision to like what you coined gender neutral parenting which I love and maybe Mm -hmm. maybe it's actually a term like I love that it's not something that I've used but it, it is really intentional because I am like 
you know, totally open for, you know, Stanley to grow up and, and want different things. And I want him to have like a really uh, accepting space where those things can be explored and also that he can be a good human, because I think that's the most important responsibility aside from like keeping your child alive is to like raise a good human. Yes. Totally. Oh, it's such a big job. So yeah. especially oh, like a little boy, if he continues like a man, white man. I love that you have like cleaning stuff in the imaginative way. Absolutely. Like, literally last week we talked about my roommate who did not know to clean out the sink after he shaved into it oh I know yeah it's, it's like I really enjoy that I also found it really interesting the comment about like buying stuff that you also enjoy playing with yeah because like there's nothing worse as a kid than being like hey mom do you want to play and then them being like no I know right mm -hmm. yeah so like yeah like stuff that you'll want to play oh with yeah like, yeah I, it seems selfish but really it's I'm doing it for him it's right yeah end. yeah <laughs> I want to play with all this fake food like I want to uh well we recently actually the dolls that all have come to out loud those were like my dolls I was a Barbie fanatic They've, a lot of them have gotten haircuts and just that's great right no I, I they, they do not have to stay in their form but like um yeah I had a lot of that and my parents were like we're done and so we kept the dollhouse but there was just like way too many small pieces so gave a lot of that to you which was yeah so good our kids popular. love it I'm so yeah, glad yeah. I'm so glad but uh, just like still having that Barbie house like he isn't super keen on the Barbies but what I really don't want because people think this is so simple and like haha cute like for him to see a doll and be like ew gross and then like throw it like yeah. I think that can translate so quickly to like gender-based violence absolutely like to escalate so quickly so I want these things around I'm not gonna push it in your face you don't have to love it you don't yeah. have to like want to play with these Barbies but I don't want it to be like negative feelings or I'm better than this yes. Barbie or I'm better than this person that plays with this Barbie you still have to respect it absolutely yeah. I love it yeah Thank you. So, oh, yeah. Um, so yeah. And, and just like things I want to play with. So um, yeah, uh, actually I got, so I have like this favorite store. It's called, I'll just like hype them um, once upon a child on the trail. It's the best. They have like, they have one on the South side too, but um, so it's nice and close. And uh, I got, was it like September or even August? Like they get stuff out really early. So before uh, Halloween, like I bought a ton of costumes and I was like, oh you're going to have like dress up central. And no uh, yeah. And so, yeah. so like um, I wanted to have a good balance. So we have like quite a few like princess dresses, but also have like a Hulk costume, which is like really scary. Like has arms or like hands <laughs> or like the head. And, you know, of course the, like, you know, the firefighter. And uh, yeah. I think there's some doctor stuff in there yeah. and just like have that variety. And, you know, he doesn't really play with it, but when his friends come over, uh, his friends play with it and then he oh, tends nice. to play with it. And so he's dressed up in both uh, the dresses sometimes, but he's often a firefighter. And it's just, uh, I love that um, he can just see people wearing different things and it's like- well, You can mix them and be like princess doctor. Totally. Right? Right. Princess firefighter. Princess yeah. Hulk. Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> I love princess it. Hulk. I yeah. like that a lot. Like just a Hulk costume with a dress on top? Yeah. Like Love yeah that. and makeup too like I think yeah. um that's so much fun and I like we're not into crafts yet that's like too many steps that's but fair, like yeah. makeup is art and like you know so often like this was when he was maybe more like two one and a half like I'd be getting ready with makeup and I you know I just use like cover girl and stuff like yeah. I'm just like a drugstore so I'd hand him the palette and like you go at it buddy and like so he you know we would like get ready together and it was really just a strategy to just get through the morning oh, well God. like <laughs> just like it's just like you need something 
to do. I need something yeah, to do. Exactly. This isn't like my, I don't buy expensive makeup. Like I'm not going to cry over this. And uh, yeah. And, uh, but then Amazon was selling the coolest. It like, it looked like makeup, but it wasn't like, and nothing was coming off of it. It was almost like foams and stuff. Oh, cool. So oh. cool. So it was like a palette, for example, with like sparkly eyeshadow, but like nothing came off, but you could pretend. Oh yeah. So I bought him like a set of that. Mm-hmm. And that like worked for a little bit until he realized like nothing was coming off. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mom's makeup is a very fun toy. Right? Well, and even like the idea of dress up, it it brings me back to like the wall of donation clothing that we have here in our office and the number of like our youths who come to groups, particularly the juniors who will like occasionally come in and be like, they have a dress here. I want to wear that dress. And they'll go and they'll put that dress on and then they'll get changed before they leave and like give it back to us because they don't want to bring it home for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But just like that. Well, even our teens will play dress up with our donations. Like, yeah. Because dress Dress up is really fun, right? Yeah. Just like to be able to have that like freedom to wear whatever you want and like express yourself however you want and like. And try just, things on. It doesn't mean like a full commitment. It's exactly. just like, what does you this feel like? For an yeah. evening? Like we had one youth a couple of months ago who has become a regular at our groups. Um, but since attending our groups, um, has started to use she her pronouns, um, wears dresses and high heel boots to every meeting and like has like padded bras that she wears. And like, she is just so stoked about it. At first, when she initially started coming to our group, she was like, you can use whatever pronouns you want yeah. for me. I don't care. Um, and then I think she got comfortable here and was like, you know what? I use she, her pronouns. I like, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So like to be able to provide that safe space, especially for our kiddos. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. it's so important. Like yeah. just, if you are a parent, let your kid do what they want to do. Um, it's just, it's and then if the you're, if, thing. if you're uncomfortable, think about like why and look yeah, within, exactly. look within because it question often yourself. question yourself because it often comes out as like, oh, I'm doing this to protect them. Mm-hmm. But then you're just perpetuating those things in society, yeah, right? Exactly. Like it doesn't help anything. It's not going to no. change anything. Like there's just and so, so many problems that come with it. Exactly. So it's, <laughs> it's like you start having the conversation. Maybe you have other parent friends and, you know, like that's how you make change, exactly. you know? So yeah. Be that parent who brings it up to the cis Hell white yeah. moms yeah. you know like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I think Paige is gonna have to duck out in a bit here I am um, yes I have about like three any, minutes like, final kind of thoughts on this stuff okay this is kind of like really serious but I saw okay. something on social media <laughs> it's always my reference yeah it was some like not my quote but it was someone saying like if you're not prepared to have a child that is uh anything other than cis like any anything 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 (laughs) you shouldn't have kids and that is something I believe really yeah absolutely yeah 110 percent yeah 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 because people like I think Kelsey like literally the episode that just came out this morning made a joke like if you're having a kid to have more love in your life, just get a dog. Hundred <laughs> percent, literally, hundred percent. Any any animal, hell, get yeah. a fish at that point. Yeah, they're like not, they're not little dolls. They're not little performers for you to to be exactly what you want. But yeah, you have to exactly. if you're not prepared to let that child be whatever and and anything they want to be, then. It's... Well, I feel like that's almost to an extent why people of like our generation who are queer or trans or identify however they identify like it's very like I'm trying to find the right word here but it's it can be very like 
jarring for their parents I guess Mm -hmm. um just because it's not something that they really it wasn't normalized heavy air quotes on that Mm -hmm. um growing up but like now it's becoming so like it's not out there it's not preposterous like Mm -hmm. I know when my brother came out he and my dad still don't talk um and like it's just it wasn't a thing that people were preparing themselves for Mm -hmm. which is why I feel like people of our generation sometimes feel so ostracized from our parents yeah um but it's just it's so it's so cool and important to sit down with an ally who is like doing all of this work even just in your own house besides all of the other amazing work that you do um it's just it's so nice and wholesome to see that there are kids being raised in really good home environment so it's just gonna like foster positivity in whatever form that comes in like it's just it's so good and wholesome to see and I just I love it so much I know you really are you really are (laughs) yeah on that lovely note do you do have joys Queer joy. Yes. You have a queer joy. Do you have like an ally joy? joy? I was like, can I have a queer joy? <laughs> <laughs> this is the question I'm asking. Oh yeah, my queer joy is that I am going to see one of my favorite pop punk bands this weekend. Yes. Uh Joyce Manor. Oh what? Yeah. Uh they're just like this cool pop punk pop punk band. Um, I've loved them for forever. And uh this person that I'm kind of seeing, um, bought us tickets oh, and so it's gonna uh, be awesome so that's my queer joy I've wanted to see them for forever they've come to Edmonton like three or four times since I started listening to them I just never oh, got off my yeah. ass to go yeah. see them um and I'm actually doing that this weekend so oh, yeah. yeah I'm really excited yeah that's so great yeah. um my ally joy is this I yeah, love it like this this 100 <laughs> yeah uh, mine is I'm going to go look at a car this afternoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't had one in a while. Um, so that'll be nice. I don't know if I'm going to get, but it's still nice to be able to like go You're look at the actual possibility of like, yeah, actually buying it. That's so wonderful. That is so exciting. I'm that's so fine. stoked for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be great. Um, Kelsey's extremely stoked to not have to drive around. <laughs> yeah. um, I may have to get them like a Starbucks gift card or something. That's their career choice. Yeah. <laughs> universal out loud yeah. pure joy yeah Becca will get a call yeah. I told Kelsey and they were like if you buy it you can have Friday off oh. <laughs> awesome uh yeah so thank you thank you yeah um yeah be kind to yourself and others and we'll see you next week bye everyone